Welcome back to Worst Seats in the House, a very special Worst Seats in the House with Michael Russo and my co-host Joe Smith. Uh, Anthony LaPanta has the night off, and when that happens, the crowd comes out, apparently. Uh, it is an absolute packed house here at Elsie's uh, for no other reason than the fact that Anthony LaPanta is off tonight. Um, at least two people, maybe. Um, really happy to be joined by Andrew Haidt and Jared Spurgeon. Greg Ostertag, the Utah Jazz uh, great, former Kansas Jayhawk, although I just gave away uh, one of our trivia questions for later. Uh, there's your first test. Um, and then Eric Stolhansky, Nate Prosser, and Devin Dubnik will be coming on later on. And we are here to uh, celebrate the crazy game of, of hockey that, oh, there's Stolhansky wearing his Trampled by Turtles uh, shirt. So we'll be get, getting uh, Eric on later in the show. And uh, crazy game of hockey, I was talking to Bill Guerin today. Apparently he lost his invitation, he said. No, actually, I sent it out to the VIP staff, and he was the only one that replied. So <laughs> at least I know he's checking my stuff. So yeah, but good. he was upset that he was not invited to be in this game. Well, I, I asked him three times. I'm going to hold him. <laughs> I will hold him to that. And so that is the voice of Andrew Height, the director of team services, and uh, Wild uh, Captain Jared Spurgeon. Um, just, I mean, this has been something that this has basically been Andrew's thing uh, all year long. We call Andrew the assistant captain of the Wild. Um, actually, there's a second A ready to be given out. You could probably get it this year. Um, just how excited are you about this weekend? I mean, obviously, the red carpet event Friday at the Pantages Theater, the uh, charity game over at Tria. That I mean, what a what a laundry list of players, musicians, uh, seven foot two basketball stars. That's going to be going head on against you in the in yeah. the uh, in the crease I'll and stay uh, on musicians the as well. But yeah, uh, it's it's been pretty cool. Um, Andrew talked about. I think last summer was the first time he sort of mentioned it and. Uh, I didn't really realize the whole whole plan he had going. I thought it was just going to be a game, but the full weekend and the the cast, the team that he's put on each side, is pretty special. With the players coming in from, like you said, basketball players, football players, Olympic athletes, it's pretty special. So we got some actors here that um, seen some pretty good movies with and uh, <laughs> gave us some good laughs, but also some TikTok people that my my son needs some pictures with as well. So. Uh, I think with the work that Andrew's put in to put this thing together is pretty special, and um, he, he doesn't ask for much help either. He swear he <laughs> does it himself and goes about his business. One man crew. Andrew, just what was the big motivation behind this whole event? And I know it took a lot of work for you guys to put together. A lot of teams put together alumni events, but this is obviously a special state of hockey here. What was the motivation to to put it together? And and like, what was the hardest part about getting everybody involved? Yeah, so we, um, we launched our Wild Alumni Association this year too, coming up on 25 years. We thought this would be a good time to start the, the foundation of that. Um, and with that, it's gonna have unique events like this. And so we thought this summer would be a good way to um, create something out of the normal and kind of put a stamp on what type of events we're gonna make in the, in the future. So um, it all started with uh, Mark Roberge and Corey Wong in studio um, and just kind of spitballing ideas and, and they called, I, I've known um, the band for roughly 10 years or so with, with OAR and, and we've been trying to get something off the ground like this and it just kind of, it gets 60% and fails. And, and so Mark called and said, hey, I'm, I'm doing a new, new song with Corey Wong and let's do a celebrity hockey game. And I said, well, perfect. The alumni is coming out. This is a great time. And like Jared said, we have so many you know, cool names coming in for it. Nicholas Backstrom's flying in from Finland. Um, we have Kyle Brodziak from Edmonton. Um, you know, a lot of the local guys, Thomas Vanek. Um, and then all the, the current guys that jumped on board too. You're gonna see you know, Jared and Matt Boldy and, and Johnny Merrill and, and Goligoski. 
all kind of putting their skills out there, but then you're going to see the other side of it, um, you know, um, just musicians and, and, and actors and, and barstool sports guys. And it's, it's funny because they all think they can be athletes, but until they get out there with them, they're going to see that 20 minutes, a 20-minute period is, uh, I'd like to see how long Greg's shifts are come third period. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun event. It's all poor, it's proceeds go to the Wild Foundation, too. So it's all charity-driven. Um, the big VIP event tomorrow is um, Yam House is performing. Natalie Friedman, who's from Minnesota, is doing a stand-up comedy act. And then uh, Tiger Lily Gold out of um, North Dakota is going to do a full um, concert set as well. So live auction, silent auction. Some of these live auction items that we have, you can, you can literally buy your way onto the coaching staff. Um, so you will be on the bench for the game with the coaching staff. Um, or, you know, be in the team photo, um, you know, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and the Minnesota Wild for. game, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah Minnesota Wild game. It's, you're going to be right next to Dean, Spurge, so go. get ready for the punch. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. By the way, at the end of the show, make sure you stay to the end. We've got a, uh, two big, uh, cool giveaways. We're going to do a trivia contest where you get playing cards, a patch, a uh, crazy game of hockey hat, and two tickets uh, as well. So, to uh, all def- three events. Yeah, to all three events. So uh, you get to see OAR and Corey Wong, too. Uh, no offense, Jared, but that'd be the, what I'd be most excited to win. Uh, not, not exactly the game. That's, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Jared, uh, let's talk about um, a bit of, uh, of, the, of your offseason right now. You just got back today in town with your family. Uh, Danny's here as well. Um, uh, one of my favorite, by the way, Instagram uh, like memes of Jared is showing his maturation for the last 13 years, and they all look the same. Like, isn't that annoying that he's like 31? 33. 33. Yeah. Who's counting, that right? Is, that yeah. is, and he looks the same as he did in 2010 when he made his debut with the Wild. Uh, but how's the offseason been going? Obviously, um, didn't end the way that you guys wanted. Yeah, it's been good. We actually went back to Canada on last Monday, so we're home for a week and <laughs> right back here for this. But, um, yeah, just getting to work in the offseason is always frustrating end when you don't go all the way and, and do what we want to do. But... Um, now you just got to keep building for that next year and keep that drive going. And um, this, is, this is something, obviously, that Andrew had put into place well before that, so you commit to that and can't say no after it. But um, it's, it's been a good offseason so far. I think the, the popular joke is that all athletes want to be musicians and all musicians want to be athletes. And I was curious, other than OIR, who your favorite bands are and what is your kind of like bucket list moment you would want to have in, as far as uh, music is concerned? I'm a big country fan, so... Um, Anything country, I don't really have like one, one, one band that I'm always on, but so far, Danielle listens to Morgan Wallen nearly every single day, so uh, that's usually on in the house at all times, so um, as of right now, I think that would be the concert I'd be looking to go to. We, uh, you know, I, I joked obviously about how you haven't aged, but I mean, do, do you feel it this, this age? I mean, it was amazing, you made your, your NHL debut on your 21st birthday, and here you are. Uh, 12, 13 years later, as the captain of the team, has been here the longest of anybody, and yet, as as we said, you don't look a day older. Uh, thank you. You have a huge family, though, yeah. uh, including Jake Middleton. Uh, yeah, he's the biggest one of them all. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, as you, I think being around the young guys definitely helps uh, keep you youthful and trying to keep up to them. But, uh, no, I feel, feel good. And um, having kids to chase around, too, you always get that extra ex- exercise in. So... Um, it's, it's been a good summer, like I said, so far. 
what are you looking most looking forward about this game? Because it is, I mean, it's going to be obviously a fun event, but you know, as as usual, competitive juices get flowing. Uh, you know, you're, you might have to go up against a Greg Ostertag charging the net, and uh, that <laughs> might be a little hey, dangerous. Just, maybe just let him go by. I'm not sure. Can you stop? <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> Dude, just keep keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Uh, no, I just think it's pretty cool. Like the people that Andrew has brought in for this. Um, obviously, some ex-teammates have played with, and I uh, haven't seen them for a while. Other than I think even Nate Prosser, he's, he lives around the area, and you don't yeah. really see him very often. So um, get to see those people, but also meet some some great people as well that. Uh, you'd never in your wildest dreams think you'd be able to meet. So, um, like I said, Andrew's done such a great job with this, and I'm sort of just here for the ride. I did a podcast, by the way, with Bill Guerin today, and all we did was chirp Nate Prosser in front of his father, who's, <laughs> nice. who's an audience member. By the way, what's your favorite uh, character in Super Troopers? It's got to be Rabbit, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, guess yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely Rabbit. Joe? Obviously not a lot of changes this offseason with the team, not a lot of salary cap issues, like got Pat Maroon coming in. What's your thought on him coming in? And as a captain on a team, when you have a guy who is like a, such a big leader and a presence, like how do you integrate somebody with that kind of a voice into a room? Uh, well, from talking to him, I think he's going to do a good job himself. So <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. But I think you can just lean on a guy like that. He's been through so much and been such a big part in, of some winning teams. And um, obviously that's what we're looking to do here. And um, the salary cap is the salary cap. You can't do anything about that. But we're going to put our best foot forward and we're, we're going for it. Actually, actually, we, uh, you know, Pat Maroon is actually in uh, in Minnesota right now. We, when I got the call from our assistant GM, Chris O'Hearn, to to welcome him to the team, I call him, and it's right around the Fourth of July, and and uh, I I call him, and it's kind of noisy in the background, and and he goes, I'm I'm actually at Balsam Lake right now. So he's uh, he was in in Wisconsin with a couple um, teammates, and actually Galagoski was with them as well, and and um, so he's gonna. He's going to fold in nicely to our group. Um, I think when, when the news broke, I think I got five or six different text messages from either counterparts or people around the league that just said, um, hold on, but you have a good one coming. So. Yeah. And that is, I mean, Joe covered, covered Maroon down in, in Tampa Bay. You know him better than anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, such an influential presence in that room full of leaders, right? And I think there's a big reason why they turned the corner from getting swept in against Columbus the next couple of years winning cups, uh, having that instant pedigree there. And definitely loosens the group up and watch out in the Sweden. I'm sure will have a lot of things planned for you guys at the uh, Global Series. Uh, Jared, what, what is uh, left the rest of the summer getting ready for the season? When do you guys, obviously you're leaving again, when do you guys come back and, and get this team sort of going with captain's practices? Um, usually after the, there's a long weekend in Canada the first week of August, so we stay for that. And then we head back early August. So um, we've actually had a pretty good group down at TRIA right from the get-go with workouts. I think there's like seven or eight guys that we've been together, and that's the first time in a long time for myself that we've had more than one or two working out together. So it's been good. We've been getting on the ice together. And uh, whether it's just messing around, having some competitions or spike ball games, it's it's fun to be around the guys at all times and um, get that camaraderie as well. And we have some young guys that are staying throughout the summer as well, so you can sort of get to know them with, with less pressure because – uh, training camp's a bit different when you get to talk to them. There's obviously a lot on the line for all of us. Uh, you're wanting to prove yourself, so uh, you're a little more toned in, whereas right now you, you can have a little bit more fun, whether it's working out, you can joke around a bit more. But 
uh, just getting off the ice and doing some more stuff together. How big is it right now? Development camp is going on, and uh, you know there were a bunch of guys down there today with all these kids running around. You, you going back to your first development camp here in Minnesota? If you think about it, that's how you got on the radar. I mean, nobody really knew who you were, right? You go through your second draft, you're not drafted. You get invited to development camp. You're a foot from going to Austria to play professionally. Um, but yet you, you impress so much there that you got invited to Traverse City, impress there, get, get the contract. How much do you think that can be an inspiration to a lot of these kids that are in tryouts or, you know, aren't the first, second, third pick that maybe are being eyeballed by the management? Yeah, I think just never giving up on your dream. Um, obviously, you have to have that desire and work ethic to go for it. But um, if you believe in yourself and have a good support system, um, you can always achieve those things. And um, I was very, very lucky to have Danielle behind me at all times and sort of pushing me to go forward. And then also getting the opportunity here that they gave me, whether um, I think right, right away it was just an AHL contract and my agent uh, sort of worked them to give me just a two-way at minimum, just in case. And um, I was very fortunate that I was able to come up and, and stay from there on. But um, just a lot of great people, great teammates that, that, that help you along the way. Every time you, you say that, I think back to when I got, I got the scoop that Jared was coming up. We were in Calgary. And I asked, I knew we, the Wild had two defensemen that got hurt the night before in uh, Vancouver. And I asked the, uh, a source of mine in the front office, who's coming up? And he was ignoring me, ignoring me. And then finally he said, Jared Spurgeon. And I just wrote back, LOL. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> fine by me. Here we are, 13 years later. And you're, uh, you're fine by me. Yeah, there you go. The charity games or these kind of things, all-star games, people don't really try that hard, right? Usually, right? You know, they're known for being more relaxed. But who in this group or who in the rosters you've kind of pinpointed are going to be the ones that are be actually like starting to do some real checking and some serious stuff in, in the game? Uh -huh. Who are you most worried about like actually looking well, at? Maybe Bally taking out <laughs> someone's knees, but I don't know. Hip check. That guy over there is going to chop some knees as well. So he's, he was one of the most hated guys I've ever played with. Yeah. <laughs> Nicest guy off the ice, but... On the ice, he was a pest, so I'm not sure about that guy. And he won't be doing it when he trash talks, so let's not even swear, which no, has got to be the most annoying I thing. I think it's just the smile he puts on because it's yeah. so big, and then he doesn't say anything, so yeah. that's, that he just gets under your skin. Also, is, can anybody, like, in your history covering this team, maybe Curtis Foster, like, who could take a hit more to make a play than Nate Prosser? <laughs> I mean, that guy... He got clobbered <laughs> no. and just would bounce up like I Gumby. Th I think he enjoyed it. Like, there's some where you're like, how did you not see that guy coming? I think he, I think he just invited him in and made plays. <laughs> he's putting horse blinders on right now. But, no, he, he would, he's the ultimate teammate that would, he would make a play and take a hit and pop right back up, like you said, and he'd be laughing and smiling and going right back at the guy. Unreal. I know uh Mike was joking about Middleton being part of your family. I mean, we've seen him in your anniversary picture on, posted online <laughs> yeah. the other day. Um, you have different personalities, different, you know, backstories. How have you guys gotten along as deeper partners in terms of off the ice? Like, how your interests, any of them align at all? Yeah. Um, I, well, we have some good tennis matches. Um, so, with Danielle, Danielle and his wife, Nat, we're all, we're all in a little tennis crew that, uh, along with some others, that we go and play once a week, every so often, sometimes two. But, Has he gotten um, on you uh, on a bike yet? No, no chance. No chance I'll go on one of those. Danny wouldn't let that. I'm a sea-do I'm a guy at, at most, and that's about it. But, um, no, Jake, ever since he's come, and um, just, he's such an easygoing guy and always laughing. But uh, we get along great, and um, I think he brings that sort of, like you said with Pat, um, just sort of breaks the ice whenever, whenever you need it, whether it's his goofy smile or 
whenever he shaved his mustache. That that was a good one. So uh, he's just an all-around great guy. Yeah. I still, by the way, have this another Jared Spurgeon memory I always have is that first time that we saw your, your youngest son, who's now like taller than you, oh, yeah. uh, running around the rink, and all of us were like, he was playing with, I think, Pominville's kid. Yeah, him and Jaden. Yeah, and we we're like, who is that kid? None of us, and then we all find out that it's your son, and none of us even knew you had a child. I stayed quiet. I yeah. was just trying to <laughs> make sure that they didn't know I was there so they couldn't send me down. That's crazy. <laughs> Tell us about Whitey and his day to day job having to deal with all you high maintenance professional athletes. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he's got you got to text him almost as much as I do. Yeah, uh, I think I had about 15 in the last hour or so. Um, <laughs> no, he does such a great job, and the stress he has, and just the demand from everyone, whether it's from the players or the front office, he, he takes a lot of heat and he takes it well. He's finally starting to give it back a little bit, but <laughs> mostly to Tony, not, not really the players yet. But um, no, he does a great job with anything, whether it's travel, restaurants. Um, just doing stuff for the family. There's, there's no one like Andrew. Yeah. What was your craziest story, Andrew, in terms of getting, putting this thing together? In terms of your best get, I guess, as far as bringing somebody in. We mentioned it's got to be Oster Jack, right? Yeah. How'd that come about? You know what? Actually, I when I when I heard Greg was a, a hockey player, I I heard through my couple of my buddies in Arizona, and they said, yeah, he played down here a couple of years in the men's league, and so I actually just Googled, um, you know, Greg Ostertag hockey. And then I found his his, his um, hockey DB found, page, his foundation <laughs> page, and kind of weaselled my way in and found his phone number, and and we connected, you know, that way. And I could tell right away that he was passionate about hockey, and he he would fit in well with this group. So, um, but we've had also, um, you know, Nate Dales from the the show Letter Kenny is on his way. Um, we've had Tyler Glenn, um, the lead singer of Neon Trees, is coming in for it. Um, so we've had some really unique names actually reach out to us once we announced it. Um, and again, once they hear it's charity-driven and, and we have some Barstool sports guys coming in that are going to do some side betting um, as well. And, and um, talked to Randall McDaniel, the, the Hall of Fame offensive lineman yesterday, and he said he's got a unique bet for Ben Lieber coming in. So we're going to have some pretty cool bets um, on, the, on the ice as well. And again, it's all for charity and... Um, it's just going to be a fun weekend to, you know, kind of celebrate hockey in Minnesota. And um, we don't get the excuse to, to do something on the ice in July um, usually. So it's going to be fun that way. So give us a final reminder. You can go to wild.com slash crazy game. Yep. Wild.com wild slash crazy game for tickets. You can buy a three ticket package for all three events or the single game tickets um, or single event tickets, I should say, are on sale. Um, Friday night is the VIP event at Pantages in downtown Minneapolis. Um, Yam House, Natalie Friedman, and uh, Tiger Lily Gold. All um, This is your time to kind of rub shoulders with all the celebrities. Um, come out and just have fun. Friday, 12.30, puck drop at Tria Rink in downtown St. Paul. And then head back to Minneapolis for the Armory show of uh, OAR and Corey Wong. I will say the one thing is talking to Mark uh, Roberge with OAR. He said if we're getting on the ice to play like athletes, we're dragging them up on stage. Um, oh yeah, play. So by <laughs> I want the, that live stream. By the Spurge on there singing like a crazy game of poker. By the end of the night, you're gonna see Prosser with the cowbell and his shirt off. So. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Jared, um, you know, really appreciate you coming down here. Just a you know final thought. Uh, and remember, just a reminder: get out of the way when Ostershead comes yep. comes your yep. direction. Um, just you know, what what is going to be the most uh, the coolest part of this weekend for you? Um, I think just in general, like Andrew said, that is all for charity. And you just see 
the passion everyone has for the game of hockey, um, whether it's from women to uh, actors to bands. Um, it's all such a special, unique thing that you can bond over, and uh, it's such a great cause. And um, just seeing something that Andrew's worked so hard on coming to fruition, it's pretty cool as well. So. Uh, we're hopefully going to raise a lot of money for a great cause. Yeah, and this could be your final uh, event because uh, Bill again said today that in contract negotiations, <laughs> he's going to hold yeah. it against you. That He says that you didn't invite him to play in this game. So. Well, now I, can, I need this weekend to end so I can actually focus on my normal job. <laughs> the schedule did come out, so uh, all these hotels and buses yeah. and, and planes are calling me and saying, do you have your information yeah. yet? I said, I'll talk. I can hear the excuses. I'll talk like, to you yeah. on Monday. You're yeah. in yeah. Toronto and no <laughs> bus picks you up. Makes and, sense. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. Spurge is coming right to you. That's <laughs> Um, delays. Really appreciate Jared and Andrew you coming down. Andrew, if you want to stick around and uh, do this uh, raffle with us later, that'd be really cool. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Jared, uh, it feels like yesterday that we were at D'Amico and Sons with uh, Tyler Ennis and Danny. Uh, <laughs> Danny showed up there to I think give you we, some. Uh, we didn't even know. So yeah, <laughs> I think she. Yeah, had all that of a sudden, plan. like we're we're sitting eating lunch, doing an interview, and all of a sudden you're like, there's Danny. Yeah, right she there. knew. She knew. She had to give me something to do. Yeah, making sure. Hey, Jared, really appreciate you coming thanks on Thanks for out. having me. Whitey, thanks so thanks much as guys. well. Thanks that guys. is Jared Spurgeon and Andrew Height of the Minnesota Wild. We'll continue with the show right now. Thanks, Spurge. Can you believe all these air quality issues that we are having lately? That on top of the heat can make being outside a challenge for almost anyone. That means it's more important than ever to protect the indoor air quality inside your home. My friends over at Aquarius Home Services offer a variety of indoor air quality solutions. You can reduce and remove allergens, dust, mold, viruses, bacteria, and humidity. And for a limited time, Aquarius is offering up to $400 off select indoor air quality systems. With your safety and comfort as a top priority, an indoor air quality expert will visit your home for free and provide options that make sense for you and your home. Get the indoor air quality that you deserve and contact my friends over at Aquarius today. They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. And don't forget to mention, Russo sent you. Well, Moe's, as we talked throughout the hockey season, a great place to go while you're there for a hockey game. at Right at Fogarty Arena, the Ice House there is a terrific spot to watch hockey, but it's also a great place to watch hockey on TV by heading into Moe's. But you can go there during the summertime, too. It's a great place to watch a ball game. If you're out at a little league park or a softball park when your game is over, stop into Moe's for a great dinner on the way home. Terrific sandwiches, uh, solid pizza menu as well. You won't be disappointed. It's a great spot, conveniently located in Blaine, right off of Highway 65 at Fogarty Arena. It's Moe's. It's a great place to go on a summer night to watch a ball game. Open a 5.25% annual percentage yield 15-month certificate from Royal Credit Union. Open now at rcu.org slash certificate 525. Early withdrawal penalties could reduce earnings and principal. APY accurate as of 6523. Insured by NCUA. Well, our next two guests, uh, very different. Uh, one, uh, let's see, one one man in the middle of the, uh, the, the basketball court. The other just got pounded in, against the glass. Uh, Really happy to be joined by uh, Greg Ostertag and Nate Prosser. Uh, come on down. You're next up on the worst seats in the house. So, Pross, I did a podcast with uh, Garen today, and guess who was uh, in the audience? Yeah, Papa yeah. Prosser. So we just just chirped you, chirped him the entire uh, the entire podcast. So that'll be out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, the Straight from the Source podcast. Well, my Greg, dad isn't isn't afraid to to chirp me at no, all. No, no, which is weird. We were actually ripping more on your dad. Okay, yeah, right, I kept go. on calling you. Uh, Calling you a uh, wild great and things like that, and uh, and we were basically saying that you know 
It, that it was in spite of your father. Oh, okay. Um, Greg, uh, first question's got to be: How the heck does a seven foot two basketball player went to two NBA finals, played with greats, went up against the Jordans of the world? All that. How do you become a, a hockey aficionado? And not only that, but play. Well, I got uh, I got bored playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Arizona after I got done playing, and I had a buddy I played with. And his son played, and he said, "We got to do something different." So we went to these little tiny half rinks, and I started learning to skate again. I played when I was young, young, in Dallas. Uh, and I looked like a baby giraffe when I walked out on the ice the first time. I mean, there was elbows and legs going out. But I learned to skate, learned to skate, and where's that little tiny guy? Yeah, I can stop, dude. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> that little tiny guy. Just the, the You're talking yeah. about Spurs? Spurs oh, yeah. just, That's the captain of the yeah. Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah. 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 But nobody wants to get accidentally hit by 310 pounds. I just... <laughs> how'd you get skates? Like, how'd you have the special order of skates for, I don't know, what size shoe Yeah, what you're size wearing? shoe are you? So they're, uh, uh, they're 15 Ds or something like that, okay. which is the hair small, but, you know, it's just... I look, yeah, they're just a little bit small, but you don't get them any bigger than that. So I wear a 17 tennis shoe, so. Holy. Wow. Holy moly. Skis. Yeah. <laughs> Pros, you on his team? That's or, a lot of block shots yeah, in yeah, those yeah. feet. I Holy know. crap. <laughs> I hope so. You can teach me a thing or two about blocking shots. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be up here? Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pros, you basketball player? Do you, you ever play? Um. Every now and then, um, we have a little basketball hoop in our basement. Some of my girls played for a couple of years, so I, I mean, I can't teach them how to do a stroke or anything like that. But you know, we we do lightning and pig and that type of crap. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the Nate, who's the guy you're looking most forward to playing against in this thing, or or most be most likely looking to meeting? I guess of some of these kind of celebrities that are coming to this thing. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm looking forward to playing. It's like Joe Maurer. You know, I, I played against him um, in the winter over at Morneau's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and a few other times we've done it. But he's, you know, it's crazy, those guys, like, you know, just their hand-eye and, you know, just being athletic. Like, they can get on the ice and just kind of look natural. Um, I don't know if Joe ever played growing up, but um i'd love to slash him a few times and try to <laughs> try to get after him a little bit he's probably never been chirped before yeah. so just like i don't know like that was my thing I, I like going after guys that you know like patrick kane he's never been chirped in his life he's been the best player of all, like he's been you know you know the cat's pajamas his whole life so like i love like lining up to, against him and, oh man you know, I... calling him something and he'd look over at me and she's like what in the world? Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone, anyone's ever, like at your level ever, you know, chirped me like you know, type of stuff. So it's one of, one of the great uh, Minnesota Wild stories. We're in Chicago once, and Danny Heatley is getting chirped by Brandon Bowling. Oh yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah. And and in a most animated fashion, Heatley oh, man. skates around the faceoff circle and takes a look at his nameplate, <laughs> yeah. then goes back to line up for the faceoff. Like couldn't was letting yeah. twenty thousand people know I have never heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Um, uh, Greg, so you now play Coyotes Beer League? Well, like, no, I'm not anymore. Okay. I, li I did, I did. I lived, okay. out, uh, lived in Arizona. I moved back to Texas. Okay. So I actually drive an hour and a half once a week to go play hockey. Wow. That's how much I, wow. I love to play hockey. It's just uh, when I lived in Arizona, I played twice a week. Uh, and then I started working out at this place and I actually got in with the Coyote guys. Okay. I started working out with them and got to do drills with them on the ice. And one of the last times I played, Tockett was still the coach there. And I said to him, look, I know it's cut day but I want a really good look today. <laughs> and he cut me anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I've been waiting for the call up, but nobody calls. And then I get this call from this Andrew 
Haiti guy or whatever. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah. yeah. And he asked me if I want to play, and I was like, oh, absolutely. I've, I've been so excited. And I don't usually get excited for stuff. I just, yeah, I'm going deer hunting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be there. Uh-huh. But no, when he told me that, I'm pumped. I can't wait. That's awesome. Greg, I'm curious. You might have a unique perspective on this. There have been talk about maybe an NHL team going to Salt Lake City, you know, eventually. I, I think cu- that'd be cool. And I wondered, like, do uh, you think, think it could work? Cool. That You've been in the market for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, they, they always hear about it being a small market, but the Jazz have been fantastic there since they moved there. Uh, you know, we made that run in the mid, uh, mid-90s mid and still had pretty good teams through the early 2000s and even up to when I retired. Uh, you know, my one... Fame, uh, claim to fame is I never had a losing season. I never won a championship. I was there, but I never lose. You know, even Kobe has a losing season. <laughs> no, but uh, I think it'd be cool. I really do. They, uh, I think it'd be fun. I think they get a good crowd. They had the, uh, they had the uh, EHL team there for a while. Yeah, yeah. ECHL yeah, yeah. team there for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they had the, the IHL too, right? Utah Grizzlies. That's what I'm yep, thinking. Yep, I'm yep. sorry. That's what I'm thinking of the yep. Grizzlies. And I used to go watch them play all the time. So. Yep. Um, what was it like playing against those Chicago teams? Uh, sure that you you're not the biggest fans. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan's kind of a dick. He, yeah. he he tried to hit me in the, <laughs> he tried to hit me in the center center spot one time on a pick, and I wasn't happy with. It. <laughs> uh, and yes, he did push off. So uh-huh. uh, for those of you who know that play, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have to re-record the last dance now because of this. They have to yeah. re-record it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I've never seen the last dance. Yeah. I was like, did you watch that? I'm like, no, nah, I was there. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we still lose, even though I go back and watch it again. No. So you didn't poison the pizza for Jordan. You didn't poison that or do all that? Too. You know, that's, I don't know about that. See, now, they deserve that. Uh, whatever happened to him. What's it? Uh-huh. We got phone calls in Chicago. I got a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning one time and had some choice words for a live, radio, live show, live radio <laughs> show at 6 o'clock. And supposedly, uh, we sent a high school band to their hotel. Somebody did to play at their band hotel at 6 o'clock. Oh, in the morning. Wow. It was fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the word on the street is he didn't have the flu. He was a little bit hungover from Vegas, the way I understand it. That's just word I've heard. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Were you still in Utah during the uh, Olympics in 02 when it was there? I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? Like, we, I mean, you had to be playing games at that we time. Were playing, we were still playing. We were out of town. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was all. Uh, Probably but, on the longest but, road trip uh, of your life. Yeah, it was for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two-week road trip. But, uh, you know, that was when the, the game was just where the, the, the Grizzlies played mm-hmm. the, the championship game. And we had practiced that day, and Jerry's like, do not go to that game. I'm like, come on, man. Like, so, but no, we didn't get to go. I wanted to go. <laughs> Uh, but that was cool, you know, seeing all that stuff going around because we still had to come home. We mm-hmm. were on the road the whole time, so we still had to come home and yeah. do our family stuff and still practice. And so, yeah. Nate, what are you doing these days uh, besides uh, dabbling in podcast businesses and all that type of stuff? I, I heard you have a day job. Yeah, I do. Um, I actually joined a group called True North. Uh-huh. They're like a um, private equity type group. Um, I don't know. I met the CEO. His name is Brian Slipka. Very good guy. Um, you know, pretty um, like-minded as me, whereas, you know, faith, faith-driven type of man. So it just uh, kind of aligned and, uh, yeah, just found an opportunity within that, that, that company. And um, he, they purchased the packaging company of all things. So I've just been kind of down there learning, mm-hmm. you know, just a blue-collar company from the ground up called Lonsdale Packaging. So down there and, you know, just trying to get back into the business world, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Nate, Nate uh, you know, is freshly retired, uh, Greg, um, you know, and you, you've been for a while. I mean, what is it like for both of you to sort of that, 
you know, you're, you're a professional athlete, you're flying on charters, you're playing in front of thousands of people, and then all of a sudden it ends. How hard is that first couple of years after you retire to sort of figure out your next way of life? I, you know, I don't, mine wasn't, I didn't really, I, I didn't, uh, I just kind of enjoyed myself my first couple of years done. And then uh, when I moved back to Texas, uh, we, uh, my wife bought a little town, basically. <laughs> bought a little town? <laughs> oh, no, no we bought a 110-year-old building or something like that and uh -huh. put a sports bar in it. So we actually run a sports bar down there. Nice. The little bitty town I live in of 3,000 people. Uh, now I do, I'm a real estate agent. I have uh, cows and horses and I have two camels as pets and uh uh, emus and it's, it's a circus like it's a Brent Burns situation yeah, there, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know I love living in our little town I love what we do uh, you know I get to give my wife a lot of credit she busts her tail to make that thing that, that uh, sports bar work I'm just the face I go around and kiss babies and slap hands and that's really what I do so and Nate has a bird yeah, <laughs> uh, no, we we got ducks for a little okay, while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for a little while, like meaning they're no longer with us. Or, well, or? no, like ducks are. I guess like you know you have they them, grow up. You have yeah, has have them as like little you know chicks, and then they get fly to, away. Yeah, they get to a full size, and then okay, we're gonna go put them in our neighbor's pond, and then mm -hmm. they just all right, they're gone. <laughs> Who knows if the, the cycle of life happens and a coyote nabs them? I'm not exactly sure. We didn't tell my daughters that, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got them. We got them when they were just like little things, and we got four of them—one for each girl—and um, yeah, just kind of cool little things yeah. that we had. But they're for not exactly eight. camels. No, 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 no. You no, should exactly. definitely go get them a camel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they love animals. Like they're they big for a dog and a cat basically every day. And I'm like, oh, like I'm already like too too busy the way it is. Like so, uh -huh. um, but no, the, going back to like the transition deal, like I I, I like that where you know I, I took a c complete year off of just you know. My, our wives do so much, so I just wanted to kind of take everything off her plate. But eventually, it almost felt like I was like getting in the getting in her way, you know. Like yeah. she she had such like a good um, routine down with the kids, where I'm just like, man, Can you go to training camp. Yeah, right? seriously, like time for you to get out of here. But um, so that's that's when like the idea, you know, of like meeting with people and trying to figure out what the next mm -hmm. stage looks like and stuff. So you were thinking about getting into coaching too, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. A little bit. And who, who knows, you know, yeah. that might come back. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hockey's because I've played, I played for 35 years. It's never just like gone and mm -hmm. like, you know, it's still like dream about it and think about it and that right. type of stuff. And, you know, yeah. watching the wild, you know, and just kind of miss it. You know, when, especially when playoff time comes around, I loved watching NHL playoffs and, but um, you, you brought up the, the story with Spurgeon on uh, that Traverse City. I, I was a part of that team. And right. like, he was like the first kid I met there. And he was a kid. Like, I couldn't believe, like, you know, coming from college, I'm like, everyone's going to be bruisers. They're going to be, you know, a bunch of, you know, 6'3", 220-pound defensemen. All of a sudden, the first kid I, met, I meet, I'm, I thought it was like someone's little brother. <laughs> and this little, little Jared, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. He looked like, I mean, I still remember him walking into the saddle dome, and he, I mean, he thought he was a stick yeah, boy. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just insane. goes to show, like, that he, I mean, he's still a kid. Like, he does everything 
right. Yeah, he does yeah. everything so well. Like I mean, he's just an amazing player. Like yep. you said, you'd crush him, but I, I don't know if you could well, catch him. It's not even. It's not even. I just don't like, want to sneak up on him and him not be ready. Yeah, no, no. He <laughs> he doesn't play with his head down like that. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> that that is the most amazing thing about Spurgeon is that he's just got this. He's always had this knack of. It doesn't matter how big the defenseman is or the forward is that's coming in on him. He comes out with the puck. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's when just, when in his you know 13 years have you ever seen him really take a bad hit? Yeah, uh, not yeah, often. I not mean, often at all. Nate, so. you mentioned playing. You played with a bunch of the wild players currently and played against a lot of them too, including the tiny dude over there that just left. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> is there a guy in the team now that you would love to have played with? I mean, I'm sure Krill is one of them, but like any guys that you would have been like, hey, I would love to have been to um, play with this guy. Um, 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 I mean, like a similar style might be like John Merrill, and he's in this in this deal right this weekend, and yep. I think he's on my team, so maybe we'll try to match up as D partners. I don't know, like we just kind of similar styles, I guess. Um, um, I I we, I um, crossed over with Goligoski a little bit in, in the USHL, not long. Another guy that you know I just enjoyed being D partners with, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know it'll, it'll be a fun weekend regardless of you know whoever you're playing with. It, we're, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad Whitey was able to kind of you know put on something like this. Yeah, Greg, you still play basketball? No, <laughs> no, I, I try not to watch it. It makes me so mad. I, I turn the TV after yeah. about two or three minutes because just I'm a like, different game these days. It's garbage. Yeah. It's just it's really? not fun to watch. Wow, <laughs> 53 is a oh, game. Oh man. Yeah. If you're going out and scoring 125 points and losing by 10 or 15 or something yeah. wrong with the game, it's yeah. just, I can't stand it. It's, it's glorified street ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I would love to hear Greg as an ESPN analyst. They might oh, have no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would too. They you fired know, me the first day. <laughs> God, can you believe he took that shot? Oh. <laughs> Guy's like 250 pounds falling over from like just getting farted. Oh, out. yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, what well, you talking about when LeBron went flying out of bounds yeah. when – when uh, Jokic's breathed on me, oh, <laughs> I was, come on, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different game when I yeah. played. Which is the opposite, again, of hockey. I mean, like, that's probably another reason why you love it. Is, is You know, I just, I don't know why. I tell you what I like about hockey is it's not hard on my knees. Mm -hmm. It's That's really, it, I can get out there and glide around or whatever, and it, I don't, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm able to walk the next day. Right. I, played, yeah. I played in a charity basketball game last summer, and I, I couldn't barely move for four days. <laughs> uh but I just, I don't know. I just, I love being out with my teammates and it'd be surprised. I'm not, I'm not the enforcer. I'm, I'm a big teddy bear. I don't try to hit anybody. Uh, I get mad at my teammates when they get stupid penalties. Uh, when they, I mean, you know, you're not supposed to in USA hockey to get involved because it's extra man. And I get in front of my guys and say, that's it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it's over. I just, cause yeah. I just like playing. I yeah. Get, so. Nate, have you, uh, I probably shouldn't ask you on the air, uh, on here. I should probably ask you off, but uh, have you talked to Bally's at all about maybe doing some, TV work with them or, or no because I, I think that'd be right up your alley yeah here and there a little bit I think last hockey day in Minnesota they we you know they brought it up or something so uh, there's been a couple times um, just kind of waiting for the right time right opportunity I mm -hmm. guess um, I don't know I, I'm I'd be for it for sure yeah I, I think it'd be uh, really cool to see on there and uh you know, get you on that panel because yeah. you know I just think that With you have a lot to offer something. and things like that. And you you know you don't have to worry about Nate ever dropping an f bomb on the air. No. You don't do it in your private life. <laughs> no, I have a few times yeah. around my kids. Like probably, I probably swear now more than I did when I was playing. I don't know. Yeah, Char can't get it out of you yeah, or, or yeah. A, a big big forward. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, you haven't been out of the game long, but like, what 
think about the NHL, what you want to change the most? What would be one rule you'd like to change? Uh, oh, man, that's a good question. I'm, I'm kind of similar in the, the idea of, uh, like, I enjoyed watching the Avalanche and Red Wings back in the, you know, 90s. early 2000s oh, and yeah. 90s. Yeah, where yeah, like, yeah. Well, they went I mean, it, it was... Oh, yeah. it was it was ruthless. I mean, you guys had like Sackick and Iserman, the two best players on the ice, like ready to drop the gloves with each other. I mean, it was bad blood, and there's a lot of blood on the ice. And um, now it's just, uh, it just feels like, I don't know, it, it, they call it the no hate league now, where there, you know, there's just not a ton of grit and rivalries, right? Even nastiness. Right? And um, I don't know, I guess, I don't know which rule that is. I think, you know, there's a lot of ticky tack penalties called even in the playoffs I was like oh no don't make that call like you know just stuff like that where uh, I don't know I just Marcus Foligno would agree oh my gosh <laughs> stuff like that yeah. stuff like that yeah 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 I mean oh my gosh I, yeah exactly just yeah. you know stuff like that we're just like a game should be decided five on five especially in the playoffs yeah I, I would agree with you well, guys, I, I really appreciate it, uh, Greg. Uh, man, I, I I I cannot wait to watch you in this uh, in oh, this event. Hey, well, I was gonna say, Dubes knows I can skate. He saw me out there before. <laughs> he, you know, you know, I, it was funny because when we have, Devin was there, we we got into a knockout round of basketball, and watching hockey players play basketball is probably what you would almost think it looks like watching a basketball player play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't wait to talk to Doobie. Yeah. So, Greg, I uh, really appreciate uh, you coming up. Uh, Nate as well. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, lot of, have a lot of fun uh, this week. And again, we're going to be doing a drawing here for a ticket package, uh, hats and uh, playing cards when we're uh, done with this podcast. So don't go anywhere. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that is Nate Prosser and Thanks Greg so Ostertag. I wanted to tell everybody that it's summer and the weather has been great. Well, other, other than it feels like you're inhaling a chimney outside. Uh, but you know what that means. The summer selling is here. Be proactive and take action today, even if you're not right, quite ready to sell your home because you want to be better informed and ready to move forward when the time is right to sell your home. That's why I'm directing you over to Chris Sindel's Real Estate Guaranteed Cash Offers. They're amazing because the market is competitive. And they are in the home buying business, so their offers need to be really, really strong. More people are moving again as interest rates have stabilized. Sell your home stress-free with a guaranteed offer from Chris Lindahl Real Estate. There are no showings, no decluttering, no repairs, and no stress. It's the easy way to sell your home. They keep you in control so you can sell your home fast. You can pick your closing date and move when it's convenient for you. To find out what your guaranteed offer should be, go to chrislindahl.com. There's no obligation, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Again, chrislindell.com or 763-401-SOLD. Close with confidence and start packing. Terms and conditions apply. And here's a word from Bosch Law Firm. Hey, hockey fans, Jerry Bosch here again from Bosch Law Firm and WorkCompExperts.com. If you're injured at work, it's never too soon to contact the lawyers and awesome staff at Bosch Law Firm. We'll answer all your questions, help you set up your work comp claim, and help you select professionals who will be there to help you, not the insurance company. And with almost 30 years of litigation experience, if your benefits are denied, we'll fight to get you paid. Bosch Law Firm. The call's always free and there's never a fee unless we obtain benefits on your your behalf. Call or text us at 651-333-8300 or visit us at 
WorkCompExperts.com. Yeah, I can't wait to get into Twill at the Galleria and Edina. I've been anxious to get back out on the golf course. I've had one round at a driving range, and that's it so far this year. And But I can't wait to get out there and check it out. They're more than just a suit store. They've also got great golf apparel if you're into that. And, of course, the their suits and ties are right up there with the best in town. So I can't wait to get back out on the course. And before I do that, I'm going to have to swing into Twill at the Galleria in Edina and check out their lines. You'll be properly outfitted. Even if your game isn't sharp, you'll look sharp. By the way, we are in the Aquarius Home Services studio on location. Uh, might have forgotten to say that. Uh, so thanks for coming out here to Elsie's packed house. All to celebrate Anthony LaPanta not being here. Um, our next up, our next two guests, our last two guests, saved the best for last. Uh, incredible. Uh, the guy that saved the 2015 Minnesota Wild season uh, came here, uh, was acquired while the Wild were in Buffalo to save the season, and that he did. Uh, went on to uh, be a Vesna uh, runner-up and the Masterton winner, Devin Dubnik. And uh, one of my closest friends in the world, uh, incredible uh, actor, comedian from Super Troopers, Super Troopers 2. Quasi, Beer Fest, uh, Club Dread, everything. Uh, Eric Stolhansky. But you know what his best uh, role at? So Stolhansky's best role, though. We know what that is. Sven, curb your enthusiasm. Sven, who was, uh, I think Larry David thought you were Swedish. That was the whole thing, yeah. No script. He just uh, he said, uh, the whole. The, I showed up for the audition. It just says... Uh, you're Swedish, and Larry David mistakes you for being Norwegian. Yes. And then, you, and then you go. That was it. But being from Minnesota, that's, that's, that's all I know, because my, my dad's Swedish, my mom's Norwegian, and they would, they'd go head-to-head, -head, you know, on what different cultures and stuff they were. So I, yeah. I had the advantage going Oh, it was, it was a great scene, one of the great scenes. And every, now, every time it, goes, it comes on uh, loop on HBO, I, I uh, have to take a picture and send it to... Send it to Eric. Uh, That's like being Canadian and being American. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Devin Dubnik, who is now an NHL Network star. Uh, man. Uh, stretch. What was it like being on the studio, on the dais down in South Florida with uh, Mr. Uh, Bruce Boudreau? Oh, we had some good times there. That was... Uh, I got to take a few shots at Bruce, finally. I, just, <laughs> I had to watch my mouth when he was coaching and deciding my future, but it was fun to get on there with him. And uh, he seems to not remember a lot of the things that I brought up, which is super weird. Do you kind of always figure in your career you might end up doing some TV stuff? I mean, you've always been kind of a very quotable guy, so I figured that might be part Seriously. of it. But I don't know. Did you just kind of have this thing, watching TV, watching the analysts, you think you might want to do it? You know what? I never, honestly never really thought about it. Um, I was sitting in last year in playoffs, the second round, and... I was watching the NHL Network, and I was kind of bored because golf course had been uh, closed for a while and was just starting to open up. And uh, I was like, you know what? I think I could do that. So I called the network, and they said, we'll give it a try. And I went down there and did uh, two shows in the playoffs, and it worked out well, and then still hadn't quite decided after that if it was something I wanted to do, and then decided I'd give it a go for a year and just wanted to keep it flexible, like, with playing so much and being gone and away from home and the kids are getting older, I didn't want to have a ton of time commitment and get into something that, I, that wasn't something I wanted to do because I do have to travel to New Jersey for it. Um, but they were great. And I mean, I can pretty much pick and choose when I go. So it's been good.
Um, and uh, I thought it was all the uh, podcasts that you did with me that, that got you. Definitely, like, that's yes. my, Definitely. This is my voice. You're yes. the trainer. Especially the one that I did with you and your dad, Barry. Uh, that was a fun one. That was before the right before the pandemic yep. uh, in Edmonton. It was yep. like we did that, and it was like season ended. Then, um, we, went, then we went back to the bubble there. Yeah, it was <laughs> seriously. Um, Eric, uh, uh, tell us about Quasi. So I, that was one of the cool things is I got to see you right at the tail end of you shooting that out in Los Angeles last season. Uh, now it's out on Hulu. Uh, tell us about the movie. Yeah, well, uh, you came out to Super Troopers Two set and yeah, hung out when we were cool. shooting in Massachusetts. Yeah. And, um, three or four days. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I w- we would have had you back out, but we were shooting during COVID. We shot a movie called Quasi. It's on Hulu right now. Uh, the last Broken Lizard film that we just uh, released on 420 this year. And uh, it was weird because COVID it was a very close set, so I couldn't have any friends or anybody come to visit, and you had to be in a loop, and you had to get tested every morning, and then go on this one side, and you weren't allowed to really act with, or uh, you know interact that much with the crew or anything you're supposed to be in these what are called bubbles um but yeah i thought it turned out pretty well we uh streaming is this new kind of access thing so we had this script that we wrote like 20 years ago called quasi it's basically a takeoff on quasimodo uh we've always been huge monty python fans so we wanted to do kind of an homage to monty python so we had this script that been sitting in the shelf for 20 years and streaming kind of allowed us to make something that Normally, a studio wouldn't put in theaters, mm-hmm. but it was something that could go kind of on, on Hulu. So we uh, submitted it to Searchlight as we were writing Super Troopers 3, and they said, yeah, let's go make this. It's kind of something we kind of slid in under the radar. <laughs> and uh, it was fun to just throw on silly costumes and play popes and kings and all these kind of things from 8th century France and get muddy all day long. And I don't know. It was, it was a fun little yeah, it's, and yeah. it's it is very funny. Uh, so definitely check that out on Hulu. Erica, who, who are some of your biggest influences in the industry that you kind of got you started or just you watched a movie or saw, you know, or saw a script, you're like, this is something that I really want to do? Uh, well, obviously, growing up was like Fletch, Animal House, Caddyshack, you know, I kind of was inspiration from growing up, liking comedy, Monty Python, but uh, Kids in the Hall were always like, in college, were kind of like the Canadian group that we saw that was like, oh, wow, these guys, you can kind of do it. Like, it's very accessible. It's five guys that Felt like they picked up some cameras and went and made a show, and it went out, and it was great, and it was kind of cultish. Uh, that was sort of our inspiration when we were in college to be like kids in the hall. Doobie, uh, don't you think that there could be a role for him in this next uh, Super Troopers 3 or your next project? Yeah. Me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mark Parrish was in Super Troopers 2. That's Mark right. Parrish was in Super um, Troopers 2. I know I'm on camera. I'm not really made for camera, though. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm not a good-looking actor like this guy. So, so uh, we go out uh, to the Super Troopers 2 set, and, uh, and, and Eric, being as nice as he is, he's like offers us to be in the movie in this one scene. It was, it was basically the, the scene where there's like a riot in there, and I was having a blast like watching from like the back with like the directing and like all the, all the you know, actors coming on set and all this stuff. And it just, like, like to me... The one thing that I learned by being on set for a couple of days is that a scene that might be five seconds in the movie takes like hours to film. And I, I kind of wanted no part of that. Plus, I'm self-conscious, didn't want to be in the movie. So, uh, so I, watched, I had an absolute blast from being sort of in the wings watching this. I'm sitting there with like Will Sasso and... and, uh, and Brian Cox. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Brian Cox was, was on our, uh, out there too. Um, you know, uh, Ty Labine was there. Uh, Sloan from Entourage, who you had a, a little romantic uh, scene in the movie with, that was kind of funny. Uh, so, um, so I had a blast, but I decided not to be in it. And to this day, Mark Parrish and Paul Fletcher are in the movie for 
half a second. <laughs> and I got to have a blast, and they were out there for like hours filming this one scene. Yeah, you shoot for like eight hours to get three seconds on film. It was, it was uh, absolutely crazy. My favorite part about, about being on Super Trooper 2 set was, uh, so Rob Lowe was, was in the movie during the weekend that we were there. He was up there shooting, and he did the roast for Rob Lowe the night before. And it was, remember that it was the night before, and he flew up from New York. And, um, and so we're talking to him about this. And then finally, I'm just like, so Youngblood. And I just started talking to him about when he was in Youngblood. I mean, it was just an absolute blast, like, talking to him about this hockey movie. And he's just a gigantic hockey fan. If I ever had a second to talk to Rob, I'd only corner and talk to him about Youngblood. That's all I wanted to talk to him about. <laughs> exactly. So, Doobie, tell us about uh, what it's going to be like to be back on the ice uh, this weekend. Yeah, a little nervous about it. I wasn't planning on uh, <laughs> I, w- I had no intentions of playing in net. When Andrew first asked me, I said, sure, I'll come play, but I'm not putting the pads on. And he said, that's fine. And then, uh, unfortunately, my wife talked me into it and said, you know, the kids are getting a little older and the, our younger two don't, didn't see me play as much or don't remember as much. And so she convinced me to put the pads on for half the game. And um, I, I ended up doing the training camp here that Andrew put together because <laughs> I had to go uh, get my pads out of storage first. <laughs> They were collecting dust in a storage unit, so I had to go, <laughs> had to go piece together a set of equipment and, and figure out how to put it back on. But, uh, yeah, this is a little tougher to tie the skates than it used to be. <laughs> What's the training camp like for an event like this? Oh, it's just five, six guys going on the ice and having fun. So yeah. it was just good to get out there and make sure I wasn't going to hurt my knees and felt good. Yeah. Um, the, uh, by the way, so do you know what team you're on? Like, are you on the team that Eric's coaching? OAR or Corey yeah, Wall? Yeah, OAR. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to win. Oh, yeah. We're going to win them. We got dupes. Go. We got dupes. No, yeah. I'm gonna, no, I'm your goal scorer in the second half. You don't count on me in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> purely trying not to get injured in the first half, and then I'll have fun in the second half. Do, you know, don't uh, make me yank you. I'm assistant coach. No, I, will, you can, I will yank your ass. It wouldn't be the first time. Do not make me yank you. It will be the last time. Mark, but it Mark, be the first yeah, time. Yeah. Marc-Andre Mark Fleury, by the way, he, during, he <laughs> plays beer league in the summertime where he plays forward. Yeah, it's, oh, really? it's, it's so much, I understand why guys like to go on the ice as forward. And I'm like, just put the gear on for one second, take your idiot shots, <laughs> like whizzing by your ear for an hour, and then tell me if you're going to enjoy playing goal. So you've been on the ice with, with Mr. Ostertag, we hear. Yeah. Yeah, when was that? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Right before the trade. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, 2015, right when you uh, got here to save just, the wild season. I can't believe there's going to be someone bigger than me out there. This is great. <laughs> I won't be getting in your way, though. <laughs> so one of my favorite Devin Dubnik stories is the trade that uh, he's brought to Minnesota, and it's Andrew Heights' like, first week on the job. And he has to get you to Minnesota, somehow convinces you to fly a red eye. You want to, yeah, you got to tell the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such a jerk. All right, so we, uh, it's, a, it's a road trip. It's my very first week on the job, right? And we're, uh, we go on the road. We go Chicago, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and we're on, a, we're on an absolute skid. I think we lost five or six games in a row. Yeah, that was when um, in Chicago, Ryan Suter said to uh, Chad Graff and me, he's like, nothing is going right. He goes, Zach and I were just in the showers. Like, this is the worst thing we've ever been a part of. And then he gets done with his soliloquy and he goes to us, sorry guys. And Chad is like, don't be sorry. And we like <laughs> sprint to write yeah, this like so we, meaty story. We, we, you know, we lose at home. We lose in Chicago. We lose in Pittsburgh. We have a players only meeting in Pittsburgh. Back he got shelled um, that night in Pittsburgh. He did not do well. 
And we... Hey, back, he's in this game. Leave him yeah, alone you're playing against him. It's yeah, fine. Okay, okay. So we, we go from Pittsburgh to Buffalo into an absolute snowstorm. And um, at the time, our GM, Chuck Fletcher, calls me. And um, he goes, we just traded for a, a goalie. Um, his name's Devin Dubnik. And he, we're, we're going to get him from Arizona. And I said, okay. And this was my first trade. This was day five of my job. And so I said, okay. And he goes, but we need him here by tomorrow. And this is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So I, I get his contact, and I, I call him, and I introduce myself. And I said, you know, we'd really like you to get to, Minnesota, or get to Buffalo to play in the game tomorrow, but there's only one option, and it's a red eye, red eye connecting through Newark. Jet Blue. Jet, no, JFK. No, Jet Blue. JFK. Middle, middle seat. Middle seat. No first class. <laughs> and uh, I sold it to him. I had to. I, and this guy and is six foot six. I got, six more to, I got more to this story, but yeah. yeah. Six, <laughs> six foot... I think I remember it a little more clearly than you do, but six, keep going. Six foot six, six for six foot six, middle seat jet blue through JFK, and we get him into Buffalo, New York that night or that morning. It was, and it I, was I, 7 a.m. It was 7 a.m. Yeah. And I, I, I introduced myself and but you do after you know, once we gained a relationship, Devin's like, I thought I thought you were just a veteran of the job. You convinced me to get on this plane and play the next day, and I said, Oh well. I guess I earned a stripe or two that night, but yes. and then you went on a roll. You went on like an absolute tear. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Well, to the year. Yeah, you had a breakaway breakaway minutes into that game and wound up winning the game I seven was... nothing. And then you had your numbers that season were off the charts on the road and second of back to backs. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. So I'll, I'll add to that story a little bit. The first. <laughs> The first request that I got from Andrew was the most absurd request I've ever heard. He said <laughs> it, was, it was 4, like you said, 7 p.m. Eastern. So I was, out, I was in Arizona. So I think it was 4 p.m. there. And he goes, uh, hey, I got a flight for you at 7.30 p.m. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I, I been just told, got traded. I got, told I got traded like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and it, you know, it's hard to explain Arizona, but like the game rink's here. I lived here. The practice rink's here. And the airport's here. So, like, there's no physical way that I could get my equipment and come. So I was thinking to myself, like, there's no, I mean, I don't know why they want me to get there so bad. Like, I'm not, they got a game tomorrow. I'm obviously not going to play in it. So what's the rush? They already got two goalies there. And then, sure enough, Mike Yo called me, and he's like, hey, uh, we're going to get you in here, and uh, you're going tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I could add to so, this story, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so I'm like, Okay. So that's when got on the on the, the red eye and it was just jammed in the seat. I got to basically got to the hotel, walked into breakfast where all the guys were having breakfast, walked on the bus and went to pregame skate. Yeah. Pregame skated, went and took like a three hour coma because I didn't sleep on the plane. <laughs> and then I got up and I remember going to this game and I'm like I can't feel my body right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How I was, so I kept, I kept telling the guys how tired I was and how awful I felt. So I like, <laughs> made sure they were really going to be ready to go. And then uh, they put up a seven spot for me. So it was good. It really did. You know what? So the other part of the story, so the Wild make this trade. We get word around 4 or 5 p.m. Pierre Lebrun was actually um, from, at that point, ESPN was in Buffalo doing a story on, like, the Wild or the, the Sabres. And so I was sitting in the courtyard Marriott across from the Marriott where you guys were at. Um, when the trade came through. And so I'm writing there with LeBron, and then he and I had plans to go meet Mike Yo for dinner that night. 
And we went to that 716 right there in the, in the lobby, like basically in that Marriott. The only, hotel, and, yeah. the only restaurant in downtown So we Buffalo, sat at that yeah. bar for like four hours. I should definitely not be saying this, but it was like, yo, me and LeBron, and we had to have like four bottles of wine. Like, like yo is convinced he's about to get fired, right? Like, like they, they were a goalie away from basically him. Adios. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, next night, uh, while when seven nothing or something and yo walks away and he, then all of a sudden he backtracks and he comes to me and goes, I don't feel very well. <laughs> just like, it was just like, it was just like, all right, that's the, the wind that saved his job, but he was just completely like, you know. Um, he looked a little I, pale when I saw him. Yeah, exactly. It. Um, it's got Eric. the coolest feeling though. You're sitting there and everyone's yelling, doobs. Yeah. That was, in that, that whole arena. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere because in Edmonton they were actually booing me. So it was weird. I was like, it Guys, sounds I just like got here. What's the problem? And then I, and then I realized it was a it was a good thing. So. Yeah, it was absolutely a good thing. Um, Erica, let's. Uh, so Eric and I have known each other a, a, a long time, and funny enough, so I covered Matt Cullen and Mark Parrish in Florida, and I was obviously I've always been a huge Super Troopers fan, all that, and they told me down there that they were friends uh, friends with you, and then coincidentally we wound up meeting up here. And the thing that Eric, Eric uh, during my process of going to The Athletic in 2017, was essentially my psychologist. And uh, when I took the job and quit the Star Tribune, Eric invites me up to his cabin north of Duluth. And so I go up there, and I'm, I go up and meet his lovely wife, Barb, and him. And I, I drive into the – and you texted me – first of all, I shouldn't say what the mile mark is, but – Anyway, but uh, you texted me, like, before, and you're like, hey, I'm out back working on that place. Come and find me when I get here. And anyway, I, I show up to his house, and I get out of my car. I kind of look in, the ha in, this, in this, their cabin, can't see anybody. I text him. I hear nothing. I start, like, walking into the woods, and I basically hear you screaming. And t take, take the story from there. Well, we have a little river creek that with some just two-by-fours that go over it, and one nail had come out, so I stepped on one side of it, and the board flipped. And so I went down to brace myself, and the nail went through my hand. Yeah. And it was like a flathead nail. And his wife's nowhere to be found. She had gone to the grocery store, yeah. which is, you know, close to the store is like 15 miles. Yeah. Some dirt road. And now I show up. I, and, like, again, like, he's an actor comedian. I do not know if he's playing a gag on me. I go and get him, and he's got the flathead of this nail and this board sticking out of his hands. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a movie prop or, like, <laughs> what is going on here? And I then, had to get it out, so yeah. I have to so I yank it out, and yeah. then blood's just like shooting like that Julia Childs in that SNL yeah. sketch. And it's just now me and him and your dog Coco. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and we had to we had to convince you to like we got to get you. You didn't know when your last tetanus shot was. Finally, the next morning, we drove into like hours into two harbors to go and get you some medical assistance. Yeah, I went to Two Harbors, and they said it would be like $10,000 to go into the ER. They're like, just go to CVS. You can get one for free. <laughs> so I drove to Duluth, yeah. and I got one, and uh, yeah, and it was yeah. good. But that, that, was our, that was your intro to the cabin, was just blood gushing out of the yeah. hand. and like. That was a therapeutic weekend to me, yeah. too, because I was basically having a nervous breakdown. I was writing my first ever athletic article at your house. I didn't know how to get on the WordPress. I didn't know how to put the pictures on the WordPress. My first ever article at The Athletic, I went to Bruce Boudreaux's house, and he gave me like a whole tour of his basement. So I took all these pictures. I'm trying to put it on. I don't even know I have an editor. And then I'm having this breakdown because I haven't even – all we've announced is that I'm quitting, but we haven't announced where I'm going, if I remember correctly. So that's why you guys invited me up to kind of clear my head. Yeah. And one of the most – I still have the video, one of the most therapeutic moments. And trust me, I loved being at the Star Tribune. Loved it. 
And this, but we came up with this idea that we had this fire burning and we're all sitting in his living room. And we came up with this idea uh, where we were going to burn the sports section, the Star Tribune. It would be my way of sort of moving on past the strip. And so I have this video of us burning my last article in the strip in his fireplace. And it's, it's just a funny thing. You, me and your wife on the, on the ground basically uh, throwing this uh, newspaper right. into the it's fire. Sounds yeah. like you had a great time there. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> Bloodbath and fire. So there you go. Do either of you have a, your favorite Mike Russo story? Now, that was hard to top for you, I guess. But like, I'm trying to think. I bet Doobie really, has one. Really, really do you have people who know him that well uh, as guests on the podcast. So, uh, No, I, I think it's fun. Like, you know, even just talking to my parents and stuff. We had some good times. Um, whenever there's family trips or whatever, going out west and stuff. And Mike would always take the time to sit down with my parents or sit down with my brother and kind of just wrote some good articles just about my family and, and getting I almost got you sued by a hotel chain, though. Oh, that Hamilton, yes. That yeah. was a... I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that Aaron like Sickman comes up to me, and he's a, he's we're, does PR for the while. And this was in February of the year I got traded here, and everything was rolling well. We were in Calgary. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, um, I got an email from the mayor of Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, I think they'd like an apology. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, apparently in this article you like, said some things about Hamilton. I'm like, well, Hamilton sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> want me to lie? <laughs> so anyway, in the article, it was from the, so the previous season when I had gone down um, and was kind of down in the dumps in the American League. I ended up, you know, I was a starting goalie in the NHL, and then all of a sudden I was in Hamilton, Ontario in the American League as, like, a three-goalie rotation. And I'm, like, downtown Hamilton, Ontario, which is it's a suburb of Toronto. It's not nice. And I made a comment. Of, You're not making it better right no. now. I'm just telling you right <laughs> You're not backtracking no at all. No one cares what I say anymore, so it's fine. Uh, so I made a comment about deciding whether or not to go to Tim Hortons in the morning, depending on how many biker gangs were parked out front. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they didn't like that. Um, and I made comment about the Stabridge Suites or something. So they, they asked for an apology, and I was like, are, you, are they being serious? It's like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to make up a lie. I'm not going to go on there and say that Hamilton's great. So we just left it as it was. Yeah, yeah. So. That's I've never been going back to Hamilton. I've been there. <laughs> So what are you guys looking forward to most about this? You're not playing, so you're coaching. Coaching. Uh, you're a I'm handing out water bottles. Yeah. And now you tell me important. how hard it's going to be on these periods, I'm going to make them have long shifts, right? The other team. Yeah. Our guys, short shifts on our team. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, you got to pull 30, 30, 30, 30, 40 seconds. You, just for the comedy, you got to pull Doobie at some point. Oh, my kids are there. Don't do that. No way. <laughs> Doobie's playing the whole game. This guy's playing the whole game. <laughs> my, no matter what. No, no matter my what. Nine year, my nine-year-old won't let me live that down. <laughs> They're always asking me. You're in, buddy. You're my in. My seven-year-old's always asking me, like, were you as good as him? I was like, well, one day. Yes. Like, I was Answer is yes. Close. It's always Marc-Andre Fleury, too. Yeah. Dad, were you as good as Fleury? <laughs> I'm like, we were close at one point. What about right now? No, definitely not. <laughs> Flower, you're going to have to. You're great, They're going to have to just rip the game right out of him. Like, don't you think? I mean, like, he's not, like... Uh, like, he always says it's one more year, one more year, one more year. It's like Corey Perry. The guy's going to play forever. He's like 38, 39 right now yeah. or something. Well, he just, yeah. like you, can, you can see he just loves it so much, and that's why he's able to keep going and play. But, I mean, it, it does come a point when you are gone a lot, and the kids, especially when the kids get older. It's like those times away become harder and harder, mm -hmm. you know, the 10, 12-day. And it's like, you know, 
as much as he loves it, it's like, what's, you know, what, what else has he got to do? He's an auto Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. he's going to play as long as he can because he obviously loves it and he loves being in the room, yeah. loves being teammates. But at some point, that stuff just kind of yeah. surpasses. Yeah. I think it's this year. I, I do. I think this is probably it. Eight wins from passing Patrick Waugh for second all time. It's crazy. Um, and that was one of my favorite stories that I've ever done at The Athletic. It was going to his house last year and getting the whole tour of his whole, like, Hall of Fame basement and everything like that. It's just, it's just uh, really neat. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Um, it's going to be fun watching this event the next couple of, uh, next couple of days. Again, uh, 7 p.m., uh, Pantages, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, the day that this podcast comes out. Red carpet event. Um, and we stand-up comics, uh, musical acts, uh, all that type of jazz. Um, 12.30 at Trier Rink. You can watch Devin Dubnik being coached by Eric Stolhansky. <laughs> Greg Ostertag uh, uh, driving in on Jared Spurgeon. Nate Prosser taking hits. And all that type of uh, fun stuff as well. And then, uh, and then the grand finale, OAR and Corey Wong playing at the Armory. I cannot believe I'm going to be in Italy for that. Uh, oh, I want, if I knew that, I would have changed the whole trip just to see OAR at the Armory. That would be absolutely amazing. It would be really cool. Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks so much, guys, thanks, for coming up here. Yep. Yeah, yep. thanks for having Trampled me. Trampled by Turtles, by the way, is in Duluth this weekend. This weekend? Yeah, yeah. I just love their other day. I know. Damn, man. But, what? We're, we're flying to Charleston. You avoid the nails. Some giveaways to do. Yeah. You avoid no the nails. nails. No yep. nails. My hands are okay today. We're going to do this uh, drawing right after the show, so don't go anywhere here. Uh, just sit tight, and we'll do that. But, yeah, we're going to Charleston to watch uh, Trample later this summer. Um, thanks to all our awesome sponsors here from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, live at Elsie's. Next live show is in August. Pay attention to our social media for that. LaPanta will be back, so the crowd will be a little less. Um, Aquarius Home Services, your installers of Connecticut Water Treatment Systems, Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Moe's Tavern, Royal Credit Union, Chris Lindahl Real Estate, Bosch Law Firm, and Twill in the Dyna Galleria. Thanks, everybody, for coming on out here to Thank you so uh, much, our guys. awesome guests, Eric Stolhansky, Devin Dubnik, Greg Ostertag, Nate Prosser, Jared Spurgeon, of course, uh, Whitey, Andrew Height. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Thanks, everyone. So much coming out, there's nothing going It's an absolute packed house here at Elsie's uh, for no other reason than the fact that Anthony LaPanta is off tonight.